What's up, y'all? This is Macedonia of Radio B-Sots, both sides of the surface, and you are listening to Classic Team-Up on the CSPN, the Cold Slither Podcast Network. The following is a CSPN Media podcast presentation and production. Visit our website, cspn.us, for more episodes of Classic Team-Up. Spunk beard. Yes. <laughs> so I was like, okay, that's it. It's gone. That's your alias when we start the show. I've actually hit record already. So yeah, <laughs> hey, this is, this is classic. This is classic team up. I'm here with Spunk Beard, aka William Bruce West. <laughs> <laughs> Spunk Beard been chicken. <laughs> uh, oh, how's it going? I know, uh, the usual, except it's very unusual. It's going great. Um, I'm behind the scenes on the network. Uh, this is a uh, first team up in a long time. Of course, got to do it with my favorite uh, guest. And uh, we're going to chop it up, talk about uh, some things we've seen recently. We were talking about the Star Wars The Last Jedi. And uh, we'll probably get to some Black Panther, some other things. And uh, we'll just get people caught up. Uh, if this were a comic book, the cover would say "From the Ashes." Yes, exactly. So long. <laughs> it's, this is a special. It's the annual. This is the annual for the comic that got like canceled. Like, wait a minute. <laughs> if there's no more issues and you guys are done, why is there an annual? I, I don't like, think it was an annual. I just saw that X Men Red has an annual coming out when yeah. X Men Red just started last week. <laughs> like, you got to be around a year to earn an annual. Yeah, yeah, thirty-two pages. Like, aren't most comics 32 pages? That's 64 pages. And just add pages. 899. 8.99. And then you see the pages are just like, they're like, uh, they're pretty much like single, like artwork and like cast cast aside covers that they didn't use and shit. You're like, oh, you yeah. feel ripped off. You're like, I don't want to see the, the alternate cover to, to issue number eight. Right, right, more story. right. Or the backstory is like, Iceman goes to, goes to this grocery store. <laughs> right with some terrible artist yeah <laughs> and then seven letter pages it's jim allred mike's brother <laughs> jim he's, he's getting he's getting his shot finally <laughs> michael ramita jr <laughs> like where's john no we could only get michael oh yeah <laughs> he's named after his brother <laughs> he's like John Romita had a brother named Michael, and it just that's how it, every every Romita has a, a junior. <laughs> it's, it's in the contract. Yeah, either that or uh, Mrs. Romita has been pretty busy. <laughs> she, she she held she hosted quite a number of events and a lot of Romitas. It was the seventies. It was a different time. It was a different time. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, a lot, a lot of sharing going on. <laughs> It's a, it's a community spirit. Um, so we talk about beards, and well, we weren't talking about beards, but uh, shout out to those that have beards. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm struggling. I'm trying to get mine so I can be like you guys. Um, actually, 
yeah, I'll touch on that. The real reason I'm growing a beard, because people are like, why are you doing this? You know, why are you growing a beard stuff? I'm like, um, I don't know, I feel like it. But I'll tell you what really I'll tell you what really inspired me to do it was um and this is such the nerdiest reason, the Avengers Infinity War trailer. Because oh. Cap- Captain America comes out the shadow with that beard and stuff and the long hair, and then Black Panther's like, you know, he's and get that man a shield. So pretty much, I want to show up to Awesome Con in my full Captain America with the beard and stuff. And so it goes, and get that man a shield. That son of a bitch with the beard right there. But chances are, I'm going to look more like Nick Fury than Captain America. <laughs> I'm just going to so, follow you around as your hype man. Every time we stop at a booth, I'm just going to say, and you. <laughs> <laughs> You'd be like, you got you to do the fake Jaguar Bozeman African uh, accent. You got to engage your defenses and get this black motherfucker a shield. <laughs> black Panther. Why are they making fun of Horace Whitaker saying Black Panther? In his accent, the motherfucker, the man won an Academy Award to play Idi Amin. I think he gets a pass on his African um, dialects. On on his dialects, I, uh, I like I like how they made young James have a wonky eye too. <laughs> <laughs> this this is how great this movie is that people are nitpicking on wonky eyes, you know, to to to, to have something to talk about. It's like that's what I was saying. Like I have no problems with it. Like I do yeah. feel like something was missing, and I can't put my finger on it. So that's why I don't give it like a ten out of ten. Yeah. But like I have no fanboy gripes because I'm not schooled in Black Panther enough to be like, oh, they changed this, they changed that. But, Nobody knows shit about Black Panther. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone that's hyped about it's like, yeah, that's good. And I'm like, uh. I don't read comics to know if I could shoot this thing down. Right, like, uh, right. Because, I mean, like, I started reading the Coates one, like, when I got home, because the volume one is free on Comixology, and, like, yeah. I've been putting it off for so long, and it's so boring, because it's just, like, the African West Wing. It's nothing but, like, political intrigue. There's no action to it. Yeah. But, like, in the comic, Angela Bassett is his stepmother, not his yeah. mother. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, well, that changed some stuff, but it didn't bother me. Yeah, I, I would say the only diversion from, you know, the, the only thing for me is I've only read Black, Black Panther back in the Christopher Priest run, which yeah. has some elements in this, but it's like that was so far and long ago that a lot of what's in this movie, there's parts of that, but it's like, yeah, you know, I really didn't read into the headline or anything else and you know and even coach when he came on board i wasn't buying comics so i might have like read one issue digitally and then after that i was like you know if i didn't buy it i didn't buy it so i'll probably go back and read it but if you're saying it's political intrigue and stuff i'll probably fall asleep um i i really think the marvel cinematic universe is the comics i read now it's like a lot of what people read they don't read anymore it's like okay well let's just let wait for the next marvel movie because the comics are frustrating avengers is frustrating to read because they cut through those so many iterations of the same team and they make them so overpowered that i was just saying this the other day when they said they announced the relaunch of avengers like this team is so stacked and loaded they're not gonna have anyone to fight and they're just gonna have civil war three like that's gonna be the big thing that's gonna allow people to be interested again you know they pretty much did that with the cap they were like oh well make cap part of hydra and now we've got to fight cap uh or before that it was like let's do civil war two and have them fight each other again because who's basically fighting these avengers right 
But I always think of the Avengers like the Justice League. And I think it was Mark Millar who said it best. Like, when he was growing up, he liked Justice League because it was more bang for your buck. It's like, you could buy Batman, or you could buy Action Comics, or you could buy Wonder Woman, or you could just buy Justice League, and they're all there. And that's kind of how I feel like the Avengers should be. Like, I know it was real controversial after, like, Disassembled when, like, everybody on the Avengers was, like, the people who sell lunchboxes. It was, like, Wolverine, Spider-Man, Luke Cage, like, all these people who aren't typically marquee Avengers. But I grew to like that team. But the team they announced yesterday, that's pretty much what it should be. It should be the big three and Black Panther and a Hulk and maybe a speedster and like the only one I had the issue with, well, two is She Hulk because they're she's not really there to fill Bruce's shoes. Like they yeah, changed her personality, and they went with Robbie Ray as Ghost Rider, which I think he should be a champion instead of a an Avenger. Well, then it's like, what is their point to the champions anymore? If they're gonna like unite all these Avengers teams. Well, the champions are just the kids. The yeah. champions at this point are just the teen titans of the Marvel Universe. So for in, in Robbie Ray's case, it's more like a graduation. It is. It's kind of like how Cyborg. He never title. joined. Yeah, but yes, it's like the Cyborg thing. Yeah. yeah. But they're, they're really trying to make Ghost Rider happen because he was on Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. and stuff. And it's like, well, they got to get some mileage out the character because uh, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. might not ever be back. Uh, I I don't know. I heard they've actually experienced a rating spike. Like, I've been trying to kill that show for years, but their 100th episode is in two weeks. <laughs> so oh, they made it that far. Yeah. Oh, they did it without me. I haven't watched this, a single episode this past season. Um, yeah, I haven't watched this season. Like, yeah. them being in space in an alternate timeline was just too much of a cop-out to me. Uh, anytime you put something in space, I just keep thinking of Josie and the Pussycats and how that Outer space experiment like worked worked out for them. I just want I just want to sing Pussy Cats in Outer Space. So <laughs> Josie in Outer Space. Pussy Cats are all in place. Off on another chase. Mars time the Milky Way when they prove it, who can say? Yeah, I checked out um, last season, like kind of halfway through after the Ghost Rider thing, when they started getting into um, uh, what's the name of that robot again, or the uh, the LMDs? Yes, the LMD thing, and uh, was it Jocasta? I forget what's her name, but pretty much like once they got into that, it was like "Eh, I don't need to, I don't need to watch this anymore. And that was was actually really good. I thought the Ghost Rider thing was the weakest part, but the like. The actually like them being in well, they did the LMDs and then they did 
where they were in the framework. And yeah. that was when they were in the framework, it was like this computer simulation where basically Hydra had won. So like Hydra was shield and yeah. like they were all like on the run and persecuted. And I thought that was done really well. It's just yeah. that they made us sit through so much crap for it to get good that so many people missed out on it. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's what it was. Uh, and, and there's it was I mean, there was connective tissue, I would say, but it's more like they bookended it because if they go to Ghost Rider near the end of it, yeah, or he back did to, come back. But by that time, you know, so many people checked out. Uh, and part of it too is it's on Netflix. So I'm like, well, I don't have to watch this crap anymore. It's going to be on Netflix in a few weeks, so I'll just you know catch up there, which it's still in my queue. But there's so much stuff in my queue. I just started watching um, Runaways. Yeah, I gotta get to that. I'm I'm so behind. Like I never I checked out of Arrow during the crossover. So now I'm like six episodes behind. I'm like three episodes behind on Black Lightning. Like it's just hard to watch stuff. It's too much stuff. It is. It is. Yeah, Black Lightning I've got on hold too. I think I got two episodes in and um well my my living situation's changed. I moved somewhere that doesn't have cable, like at all. Uh, or you know, so like it's 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 funny because now I'm living that life where I'm like, if it's not on Hulu or Netflix, uh, I'm not gonna catch it. And, and CW shows don't show up on Hulu. I should have known what? that before I signed up. They show up on the app. That's yeah. where you gotta start taking advantage of the app. Like they're on next day on the CW app. The trick is like some things you can watch like if you just have on demand or whatever, but then some things you really do need the like network specific app because like it has more features to it. Yeah. So yeah, like um Black Lightning's on the next morning. That's how I've watched the episodes because I can't watch anything live with Evie. Like it yeah. just ain't happening. <laughs> yeah, and that's the other thing too with the live watching is uh, you know, uh, like I miss out on the live tweets and stuff, but not really. Cause if I watch it on my own pace, I might tweet it myself or for the most part, I just like, I just watch it and then I'll just like react to the end of it or something. But you know, I like, there's few things I actually live tweet anymore, but I, I felt, I've fallen behind on everything. Like all my favorites designated survivor. I've watched that weeks. Uh, I stopped watching bull cause my friend, he was on the last season. So there's like no. Uh, did they kill him? Um, I think they just uh, he was on the jury, and I, I don't know if they won or lost the trial, the case, but that was it for him. Yeah, I, I don't even know if he voted. He voted, but yeah, he was done. <laughs> yeah, I don't know if he was a real juror. He was like the uh, mirror juror because they had the mirror jury. No, I think he was on the real jury because I saw him sitting in the courtroom. Like he had a few scenes. Yeah. Most like he had one talking scene and a bunch of like him just sitting there, and I was like. Act your ass off, dude. Look like look confused. You know, I'm sitting there, co- you know, just like, you know, just cheering him on and stuff. <laughs> no, no, he's yeah, just, I'm gonna make that show there. still on, like that and Designated Survivor, because Designated Survivor sounded like a good movie, but not yeah. a good TV show. Survivor, like to get to, to, to a second season, it's kind of like how Quantico got to a second season. You're like, how did we get this far? You know, and you know, so it's kind of like once that premise of the first season goes gets underway. And it's over with. It's like, what do you do now? Right. Now he's president, so it's, there's no designated survivor unless there's like a new plot line where there is a new designated survivor and you kill this president. Or I don't know why you, how would you call it still designated survivor? Or is he still a designated survivor? Uh, like, yeah, what's the point here? Like, Quantico was like that. Like, they weren't in Quantico anymore. And all the flashbacks were to some other areas. And it was like, well, why are you calling it Quantico? Why can't you just name it something else? 
Right, right. Because the problem, too, is we got so used to Kiefer being Jack Bauer that uh, his president's kind of a pussy. So it's like as many retools, because the show's been through about four different showrunners. Like, uh, eventually, they're just going to make him Jack Bauer. (laughs) Like, if that show gets a third season, like, he's just going to be President Bauer. Yeah. Yeah, they'll, they'll, they'll pretty much have him be uh, Harrison Ford in Air Force One. And it's going to be like, get off my damn plane. And, uh, you know, it's, it's going it's to turn into that. But by that time, you know, people have lost so much interest. Um, I don't know. I don't know who stays up to watch ABC on uh, on those days anymore. It's all about the CW. That, that really is who run t- runs TV right now. Yeah. Uh, and, and, I, and, and Yes. Like yeah. CW, like AB- NBC's got some interesting stuff going on. I wouldn't say they're running anything, but yeah. like quality is still there, like with the good place and everything. Huh? Yeah, and This Is Us is, you know, that's a captivating oh, television. Yeah. What did you think about the, and it's funny because I forgot who tweeted it, but uh, I thought they were talking shit. It might have been Horror Movie Barbecue. Uh, by the way, Horror Movie BBQ is a great account for anyone that wants to follow someone funny. Do that. Um, cheap plug for, for my man there. Uh, but <laughs> I think he tweeted about how in Black Panther, a, a, a mini episode of This Is Us broke out. And I was laughing because I was like, yeah, you're being funny. You know, you're telling jokes. But when I see Sterling K. Brown in the thing, and like he's like there, and like they have this whole big thing about him being Killmonger's dad. Spoilers. Come on, you've seen it by now. Um, and and how that's playing out. I was like, this is, a, this is an episode of This Is Us. I might oh, be yeah. in tears right now. <laughs> I think I might so- cry at this point. Somebody wrote, I think it was like Vulture, they wrote an article today that was like, why does everything Sterling K. Brown do make me cry? Because the motherfucker can act. (laughs) He had us feeling sorry for Christopher Darden. That's some real acting. True. I hear hear shit about Christopher Darden during the whole call him all kinds of Uncle Tom and stuff, man. But I was like, man, that's fucked up what he had to go through. Oh well, it is especially like when OJ did it. Yeah, <laughs> we're not supposed to say that. Uh huh. Johnny Cochran said, "Told him, nigga, please." <laughs> <laughs> he had to deal. He had to deal with so much. Poor Christopher Darden and, Mar- and, and getting and getting curved by curly haired Marshall Clark with the per- the fresh perm. He claims that they were actually banging. Uh, you know, hey, hey, don't let facts get in the way of a good story. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> he had to save face somehow. That's right. With the with the community, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, the, I I don't know anyone that was rooting for him. That's uh, other true. Than, yeah. But um, so I would say Black Panther. Yeah, it kind of hit on all the uh. It, it kind of checked all the boxes for me. You know, it was like, it was action-packed. It was smart. It was dramatic. It was funny. Um, uh, it made some, some characters that stole the scenes and stole the show. Like, uh, everyone's, this consensus that Shuri stole the show as far as, like, you know, people fell in love with her. Um, Letitia Wright was a great character, you know, great portrayal. Um, what did you think of uh, Killmonger, uh, Michael B. Jordan? He was great. He was yeah. a great Marvel villain, but in true Marvel fashion, they killed him. <laughs> like, they killed Killmonger. Actually, I've been, I've been floating this theory around lately, and people, people listen to it, but they don't really agree with it, in that I don't think he's dead, because hmm. while 
T'Challa, somebody brought up that T'Challa is honorable enough that he would respect his last wishes because he didn't want to be alive to be in bondage. But they made such a big deal about how his father never got a proper burial. We don't see a barrier. I mean, burial. We know they have the technology to bring him back. Bury me at sea, though. You know, that's kind of like, why, isn't it? Yeah, but we don't see it. That's true. Well, it if might he had, be like, more... kicked him off the cliff or something, <laughs> that would have been one thing. But, like, yeah. we don't see it. Well, I don't know how Disney it would be for the, the show dumping his body into the water. It's not Disney, though. See, people pick and choose when they want Marvel <laughs> to be Disney. Like, yeah. Disney's just counting the money. This is a they Marvel are. movie. And, like, I could totally see... Cause because Star Wars is in that same vein, and the the way Snoke died was, you know, spoilers. That was not Disney esque. In fact, that was that was a holy shit moment. Like, holy shit! Right, right. <laughs> and also, I mean, I'll put it this way: we haven't seen the last to Killmonger. Even if he is dead, everybody comes back, and it's not like oh, it's comic books. No, I mean, in these movies, they all come back as like a flashback or an apparition or uh, a hallucination. Like, he, is a, see him again. he is a past king now. So when he, when um, T'Challa takes the uh, purple uh, tussin, the the purple heart tussin, which is what I'm calling it, and goes into the astral plane with the ancestors, boom! Killmonger's right there, coming off the tree too. Right, right. And, and he's, I was saying if they do a trilogy, they could pretty much just rip off Iron Man because I feel like the second Black Panther has to deal with the fact that it ain't healthy for him to keep going back and forth with that serum. Like, that's a situation that's supposed to be done once. Like, uh-huh. you take it to take the powers away for your challenge, you win the challenge, you get your powers back, and you're king. He goes through that three times in this movie. Well, the, the, but then they uh, take that that same uh, herb or the blossom, or whatever, and Killmonger burns most of it. So, like right. that one that survived, you know, they, they they grind it up and they make the uh, new serum. But is that the last of it completely? It's or gotta it, be. Or is but, more I mean, but but you also have to think too: if they're living on top of a mound of vibranium that's like untapped, that's probably where the herbs are growing from. That's probably like transforming the uh, the soil to the point where more is gonna. F- eventually grow and flourish in that same, you know, so Killmonger, he eliminated the problem immediately in terms of all these herbs are not here anymore, but, you know, give it another 10 years, then more herbs are going to come and more purple tussin comes out and you're, you're pretty much back where you started. Right. Because right. of the vibranium. Look, vibranium makes everything better. This podcast right now is run on vibranium because <laughs> as soon as I figured out that vibranium makes everything better, your subways are better, your light rail and all that shit, I'll put vibrating everything, man. I'm putting in my sprinkling in my cereal now. <laughs> no vibration. Hey, look, I'll be like, Shorty, listen, you know, I, I know what he could do for you, but can he do it with vibranium? <laughs> Just have vibranium line, line your underwear with it. It's gonna be great. Tell you, you gotta you gotta get it, get it on that market right now because people they get wise to that, man. I still don't remember in the battle though. Is vibranium stronger than adamantium? Uh, yeah, that's. I always picture um that because uh, you know Cap Shield is vibranium and that right. that that uh, image of Wolverine slashing Cap Shield and like it does some damage, but it doesn't like pe- like pierce it. And it's kind of yeah. like it's kind of like the blob facing the juggernaut, you know, the irresistible force, the little object thing. But I would think, 
part of the thing with adamantium though is it's it's actually it's a metal but it's almost manufactured it's not really like there's not like a storage of adamantium anywhere they actually have to synthesize it whereas yeah. vibranium it's like you know that's a that's a mineral they get that from the earth and it's there like adam there's no big adamantium like mine or something they're literally creating it out of like different elements so i would well, say that makes often, it weaker. well i've wondered if adamantium was created in an attempt to like create vibranium could be it's the could same be. way that like every every marvel hero basically was a reaction to them trying to recreate the super soldier suit yep Yep. So uh, vibranium is kind of like that OG, you know, that prototype. And it's like, well, how do we make this again? Um, and that's where you get like the adamantium and so the uh, spinoffs. What were some other like tough metals or indestructible metals in the Marvel Universe? Was it just those two? I feel like it's those two. I know in DC there's the nth metal from from the, from Thanagar. Yeah. And... Or um, what did Omega Red have on his? He had like carbonadium or something like that or on his uh, uh, yeah, tentacles. his things were like poisonous too. Yeah, it was like carbonadium or something or carbide, but it was like, I mean, it was an actual, it was an actual uh, element though, or actual mineral, but or metal. But I just remember he that was like his like that was almost as strong, but not quite. Like Wolverine could cut that, but you know, it would sap your strength. I never realized that for the longest time, Sabretooth didn't have adamantium. Yeah. Yeah, he just had claws. Um, I think it was, bef- I don't know if it was before or after they had that whole thing where Wolverine beheaded him, and then they like did that zero-hour thing and retconned everything, and then they gave him adamantium again. Because like, Sabretooth started as an Iron Fist villain. I mean, talk yeah. about a promotion. Uh-huh. <laughs> like... AKA the Thundering Dumbass. <laughs> The defenders did that. That didn't really do anything to redeem Iron Fist at all. What'd you say? The uh, defenders. Remember that series? Never I, saw I, it. <laughs> uh, I, I can tell you right now. It was it was cool seeing them all together, but it really didn't like redeem Iron Fist that much. I mean, and I, I think what it did, if anything, what it did was it made Daredevil's character look even dumber. <laughs> Because he, because it, uh, it really does seem like it did nothing for the characters individually. Because yeah. looking at the trailer for Jessica Jones season two, it doesn't seem like she's experienced any kind of growth as a character whatsoever. No, it's more like you know she played she she played well with others, or she actually was on a team, so she's probably a little more mellow. But that's about it. Um, but uh, yeah, it didn't really. I would say of, of all the characters in, in the Defenders, it probably did the most for Luke Cage uh, because it got him out of jail. Oh. But, uh, yeah. So, I mean, he was still in jail at the time. And, See, I haven't know. seen Luke Cage yet. Oh, wow. <laughs> That's yeah. one of your episodes I've missed because I was like, I can't listen to it until I watch it. But, like, I stopped with those Netflix shows after Jessica Jones. So, I haven't seen Daredevil Season 2. I haven't seen Luke Cage, I haven't seen Iron Fist, and I haven't seen Punisher, and I haven't seen The Defender. I haven't finished The Punisher. I'm like, um, I think I'm episode six or seven, uh, which is sad because I'm like a huge Punisher fan. Like, you know, but at the time, I was just like, I, I, I was checked out. I was falling asleep on episodes of The Punisher, which was kind of weird because 
I usually am like really all in, and this is like action packed, it's like, but this like that Netflix slow build thing, right? And and like I would wake up and I'd be like, I had no desire to repeat the episode. I was like, uh, nah, I'll catch it later. So after the fourth or fifth time of doing that, I was like, I'm just gonna. Oh, you know, I remember at it was during the holidays. Um, I was alternating between The Punisher and The Good Place. I so remember I that. Yeah, and I was like, this is a weird type of experiment to do this because you know. I was more excited by the good place <laughs> and what was happening on that show than I was the Punisher. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, I say check it out though if you can. It's just check. there's just so much to watch. I'm just yeah. overwhelmed. And then like I was talking to Mike about this, where people talk about how there's too many comic book movies. And like superhero fatigue, and like that's stupid. Like, there's not fatigue, <laughs> but when you look at 2018, there's a lot of fucking comic book movies coming out yeah. this year. Well, it's it's the uh, it's the trend, and it's what works, and it's what I've been saying all along about comic book movies is you don't have to do much work for them. Um, the screenplay's written for you, the script is written for you, um, the plots are all there. It's like 40, 50, 60 years of source material. What makes or botches it up is when you try to change too much of it, which is why the Marvel Cinematic Universe has got the biggest draw, the biggest pull, because they pretty much have their stories written. They, they are the source material when they go to, like, the well. And they don't, they don't, I mean, they deviate, but it's a consistent deviation. You know, it's like, okay, well, we know this is going to lead to tie into Avengers Infinity War. So we're going to do this, 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 and that. And you're going to know that there's going to be Infinity Stones. They're not doing crap like Days of Future Past or uh, uh, X-Men Apocalypse or whatever have you and having to retcon the timeline because they fucked up back in X2 and X3 and trying to like put the shit back in the horse or like apologize for what they did in the past. You know, Sony did the same thing, you know, started doing the same thing with the Spider-Man movies where it's like, you know, until they sold back to Marvel, you had no idea what the hell was going on with that Sinister Six and that, you know, whole get up and set up. It was like, wait a minute. So Harry Osborn is the green goblin before Norman Osborn who's dead. What the hell? You know, it's like, and how is Felicia Hardy just showing up as, as an employee of Oscorp? You know, how does that, you know, the, the, this is stuff that doesn't make sense. This is stuff that somebody on set should have been like, hey, um, I've been reading the comics for a while and this makes no damn sense. Please don't do it. Right. I mean, because have you seen all the stuff for New Mutants? Like, New Mutants is a straight up horror movie. Yeah. And, yeah. And, you know, where's the continuity with X-Men and that, you know, or how does that tie into Wolverine or anything else? Does it? And you still left with that uncertainty. It's like it's it's the biggest money grab ever and the fact is um because fox is finally bought by disney they they're gonna write the ship but it's gonna take a while and all this stuff is, has either been filmed shot or in development and they're just gonna let it go or they're gonna say you know what screw it. we are gonna put the kibosh on this and make this what it's supposed to be um and you know it's up to the mouse to decide that but you know that's kind of how we ended up with this and a Deadpool series that has nothing, no ties to X Men, but it's a huge hit because it's you know it's comedy, it's Deadpool, it's uh you know it's kind of what the Deadpool is gonna sell regardless. You know, the, it's like the comic sells regardless, even though some sometimes the comic doesn't really make any sense or it doesn't really tie into anything. It's it's like it's Deadpool, you know, to the point where they've got a Gwenpool and all this other stuff. I love Gwenpool. She's my new favorite character. Uh, <laughs> you know what's funny is you say that and like she's like 
the the, uh, the epitome of derivative in terms of like yeah this is a combination of deadpool and gwen stacy in an alternate universe and i'm just like i just don't get the appeal i maybe because i haven't read too much of it but i'm just like i don't i can't see myself latching myself to gwenpool it's a fun series but like yeah it's its origins are kind of murky like basically she's from our world and somehow she found herself in the 616 universe. So her superpower, quote-unquote, is her extensive knowledge of comic books. So, like, she knows people's secret identities that nobody's supposed to know because she's a fangirl. So, like, Uh, that, her, like, knowledge of the Marvel Universe helps her get by, and she's, she, she needs to make money so she becomes a mercenary, and she has no, like, qualms about killing people because she knows they're not real because she knows she's in a comic book. Oh, I see. So this is kind of like Deadpool, but with like the you know, uh, even more fourth wall breaking, and and she's wise to the whole thing, right? Yeah, you know, she's like a fan fangirl Deadpool. I get it now. I feel like we've had this discussion on the show before. Quite possibly. <laughs> I've been quite the Gwynpool booster. I'm sad that her series got canceled, but I I just went on a huge eBay bender last weekend and bought like every Gwynpool thing I could find. In fact, I broke my cardinal rule and I bought Funko Pops. Oh, oh man, Funko Pops. Uh, yeah, so I, I told you a while ago about my uh, recent addiction to Funko Pops. Uh, and most, most of mine have been through Amazon or uh, through the or what I started doing was going to the uh, the different stores like Toys R Us and Walgreens and getting the exclusives. Um, so yeah, most of my Funkos are now they're in offsite storage. I don't even have them with me. I've got two that I'm staring at now that are um, Hulk from um, Thor Ragnarok with the uh, Battle World or armor and Kylo Ren. And then I've got two in my job, but the rest are like elsewhere, you know, because um, you know, kind of transitioning right now. But but yeah, I've had to pretty much put an embargo on buying them. And but now that I did that, the Black Panther ones are out, and I'm like, I want those too. Yeah, yeah. Have you seen the like the Target exclusive Hulk Ragn- Thor Ragnarok Hulk, where he's in scale to the others? So he's like forty dollars, but he's like a foot and a half tall, so that he actually does tower over the regular Funko Pop. I did not see that. The the exclusives are pretty cool because like they're these huge scenes. Um, there's a Walgreens exclusive of um Star Wars. It's um. It's um, uh, I'm trying to think what it is. Oh, it's um, Luke uh, Skywalker versus um, Darth Vader on um, Bespin, Cloud City. Right. So the right. scene just before he cuts his hand off, and like I'm staring, I'm in Walgreens like every other day, staring at it, going, "I said I was going to buy another one. I said I would, uh, <laughs> I want to pull the trigger, but you know, uh, I- I'm going to hold off because it's as soon as I know that that's going to fly off the shelf, I'm going to get it. Or and you kind of wising me up to uh, Toys R Us because remember, uh, a while ago they were going to close up all the stores and the first thing I said to you was hey I gotta go buy up some Funko Pops and you're like they're not going to really drop the price on them that much because Toys R Us does you know there's a reason why they're going out of business in right. fact I, just today or yesterday they announced they're closing even more stores yep 200 more <laughs> Jesus <laughs> Jesus they're going the way of KB Toys yeah yeah <laughs> Brick and mortar. I'm honestly surprised that only one of ours in this area didn't make the cut. It was like Potomac Mills. So, like, they're gonna 
we're gonna lose some because there's like four just in Northern Virginia. Y'all don't have that many. Nope. <laughs> nope. Really don't. I mean, it's always empty. Yeah, I passed through there and it's like it's the same five or six people just wandering the store, and most of them are like collectors and toy hunters like you and I like there's I rarely see kids in there and if there are kids in there there are the card games there are the Yu-Gi-Oh or whatever the, 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 the games the kids play meanwhile grown folks like me are buying puzzles and shit I had to stop going to mine because I went too much over Christmas and I went like Christmas Eve and one of the like seasonal night women was like damn he's in here every night <laughs> And I was like, I've been made. Yeah, well, you got multiple wives and kids to buy for, so, you know, there's that. That's what I told her, but it was all for me. Yeah, there you go. (laughs) Shout out to Mrs. West, the only Mrs. West, by the way. (laughs) (laughs) That she knows about. (laughs) There you go, on this side of town. (laughs) Oh, man, so... um, yeah, so The Last Jedi, yeah, that, that was a game changer for me, man, uh, as far as Star Wars movies. I, I, the Force Awakens kind of, you know, did it, but once that movie came, you know what got me, though, was the ending. It was, uh, you know, yeah, spoilers, you're listening to the classic team, come on. Um, so the whole thing with Luke Skywalker, and he pretty much just, like, via satellite, just, like, kind of just... Okay. <laughs> Live via satellite. <laughs> Okie doke his nephew, like, finessed the shit out of him. You know, he kind of, like, uh, he faced... It, it was like he how the grabbed his ass. and the, the, But it was it was so, so hard that he how the grabbed him from across the galaxy that he's, like, just... He, he, he fell out and shot, got up and dropped dead. Right, right. That was, that was the saddest part, where it's like, okay, you kind of showed him up, but your ass is still dead, and yeah. he technically did kill you. <laughs> Yeah, because you just used your last of your powers or your energy, but then and this goes back to those Star Wars theory videos that you know people have been doing for years or for a couple of years now, like building up to this. Like oh, I think this is going to happen, but one theory video I saw was what was Luke ready to do in the Force Awakens when Rey found him because he was dressed in all like that formal wear with the Jedi garb and everything. He didn't look like that the whole time. He was back to his like regular ass dusty gray and black and he's drinking milk off the bantha and stuff. And stick fishing and screwing the nuns. Uh, so like what was he doing dressed up all like that? Because he didn't know where he was coming. He was turning off from the force. He was about and, to go bang some more fish nuns. That was his fish nun banging suit. That, that was his fish nun banging suit. First off, it was very crisp and clean. You know, I mean, unless he's taking him out on the night on the town, which there's no town. It's an island of all things. And by the way, Luke is like, he Columbus the shit out of that island because you know they weren't doing any of that stuff. The fish nuts weren't doing nothing. And then he showed up, you know, and he comes in, he's all like, I'm going to build a hut here. You guys are going to like take care of it. I'm going to just stab all the fish. I'm going to suck all the milk out of these bantha. You know, this is, this is my spot right now. Right. He came, he's like, you're going to wash my white ball. <laughs> And my linens. <laughs> Get these linens very, very fast. So yeah, he, yeah, Luke, Luke Skywalker is the the ultimate colonizer. Uh, if we're gonna cross the Black Panther, but no, my question is, um, at what point? No, no, my, not a question, but the theory is he was gonna kill himself. He was gonna like pretty much just, you know, he kari kari and just jump off the cliff, and then Ray just shows up, and that's kind of why 
because he wanted to be the last Jedi. And he's probably like, you know what? Screw this. I've been turned off for so long. I don't even know what's going on. Um, that's it. I'm gonna put on my white, my white suit. And I'm, uh, you know, I'm gonna do two steps like R. Kelly. And I'm gonna, I'm gonna just, uh, I'm just gonna call it a day. And so he was probably gonna go, go ghost and be with Yoda and Ben Kenobi. And then Ray just shows up with the, the lightsaber. He's like, what the hell is this? And he's like, oh, it's <laughs> and then we have to wonder his intentions. Or he's like, he sees and he's like, huh? Well, this ain't a fish. <laughs> <laughs> Been a while since I've had some of this. <laughs> ain't a fish, none. <laughs> but, but then, like after everything is done, he's like, well, now I can finally die in peace, you know, because now I know that there's some hope or whatever, and it's like. Because he doesn't, like, it's not like he was so exhausted that he just died. It was like he was exhausted and he just got up and he was like, now's a good time to die. And he did the thing where you willfully just die. Like right. what Obi-Wan did. It was like, right. I'm out. Peace. That's like... Like, Jedi um, can just do that uh, that unassisted, you know, su- un- unmessy suicide where they could just, like, turn into, become a ghost and their clothes just, like, disappear, man. That's like, have you ever seen Dewey Cox walk yeah. hard, the Dewey Cox story, <laughs> and the whole time out. the dad's like, the wrong kid died. Like, yeah. The wrong Skywalker died. Yeah. But I'm like... They, they claim uh, he, he claims he never found a point where he could have killed Leia. So now you're going to have to do a time jump in the next one like you were talking about yeah. because she ain't around no more. Yeah, yeah. You got to explain that, too. So it's got to be like at least five, ten years, maybe, you know, because you explain all these Jedi or you know the the rebels that are coming up, the, the rebellion's decimated to like fourteen people. You can't have fourteen people take on the Empire in the next movie, like just moments after they just got their asses handed to them and barely made it out alive. You got to be like, okay, now they've got a rebellion of thirty people, and Admiral Akbar's son is there, and uh, you know Jordan Calrissian is there, and someone else is Jordan Calrissian. <laughs> <laughs> they got time to cast somebody. You know, there's probably some Disney. TV show character, you know that they can just cast and be like, he's he's gonna be playing Jordan Calrissian. <laughs> but they could they could throw us for a loop. It could be like Eric Andre. Yeah, true, true. My father Lando, my uncle Lando would not like this. <laughs> <laughs> this is the most poorly written Star Wars ever. <laughs> and they would just waste him like they wasted Finn. Like I was so disappointed in Finn in this movie. Like, yeah. I thought he was a character with a lot of potential, and it was just squandered here. He was relegated to the B-plot with Rose, and, like, he he just really doesn't meet his full potential in this movie. No, no. I mean, as soon as, as, soon as they pretty much uh, took him out of the whole thing, I think this movie was mostly about Luke Skywalker and the whole thing with Rey and Kylo Ren. This, is, this was a Jedi-centric movie. Uh... Whereas the next one might be more of like talking about the rebellion and everything else. And like, you know, I think the Jedi will kind of take, they won't take center stage. Um, so we might see more Finn, but the other side of that is we're going to see more Poe Dameron. Um, you know, but uh, the, the whole Ray thing that's unresolved with Kylo Ren and the whole, uh, uh, well, there's the, there's that aspect of it. The, uh, everyone's people were shipping them as they say on uh, social media. What do you think of that? Do you think that's going to go anywhere? Or did it seem like it was going anywhere? I, I don't think it's logically going to go anywhere, but 
Well, because... there's like a there's a love square now. Like it's not even yeah. a triangle because like I never realized. Like I only saw Phantom Menace the I mean Force Awakens once, so I didn't realize that that um, Poe Dameron had never met Ray. Yeah. So when they when they're introduced and he's like, I know. And I was like, "Wait, huh? They, they, they—they're just meeting." And yet, yeah, people did say there seemed to be something there. So, okay, so you got Ray and Poe, but then you got Ray and Finn, yeah. and you got Finn and Rose, and you got and Finn, like, and you got Finn and Poe. Uh, that's not happening. He's that's wearing the mask jacket. Come on now. <laughs> There's only one jacket in the galaxy. <laughs> the Hans reason. jacket. <laughs> There's just there's just one jacket. You gotta take turns. <laughs> I'm sorry. That's how bad off the rebellion is. Yeah. <laughs> there's there's the rebellion jacket and you I gotta left, schedule it. I left at that too hard because I'm still fourteen years old <laughs> in my brain. I'm like there's only one jacket, you gotta take turns. <laughs> that should be the name of this episode. But <laughs> Yeah, honestly, it's it's just too much. And then you put shirtless Kylo Ren in the mix. And, oh yeah, him too. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, but I will say my favorite part of the movie, and I wrote about this too, where it's like is the first scene in Star Wars where you know they would have put nigger in there if they could have. <laughs> and that is when <laughs> when Captain Phasma is like, yeah. you were always scum. <laughs> like, Rebel scum. You were always a nigger. Rebel nigger. <laughs> <laughs> with the hard ER. Right, with the hard ER. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, she had that contempt of the uh like the the, the 70s white people on certain certain TV shows like the Jeffersons or whatever. <laughs> oh gosh. Yeah, that was quite a quite a movie. A lot of shock. Uh, and, and all in that movie, that think really that was what that movie was about. Was we're gonna shock the shit out of you. Um, and then Black Panther had like all these different dynamics too. What did you think of um, Mbaku, who's like also like well, look, the ladies are loving Mbaku. They're eating them they up. They are. Yeah, they I are. like him in that incarnation. I don't ever want him to become man wolf or whatever the hell his thing is. Mad ape. It's mad ape. I, I, I know nothing of Black Panther. Like 97% of Americans. <laughs> like I'm Everybody's just, bandwagoning right now. I'm just, just going like, to keep it real. I want to be that guy that shows the graphic of you know the side by side, like ladies. Really, this is who you. This is who your sex symbol is. A guy like that dressed like an ape in the comics, like. But I don't want to be that guy either. It's like man, ape is a sex symbol. But hey, that's what happens. That's what happens. It when is. You, you dress him up. He was yeah. a good character. It's a shame he'll probably die in Infinity War. I mean, <laughs> well, who's not going to die in Infinity War? Because. <laughs> I feel like they introduced the Wakandans just as cannon fodder. It's the same way the Asgardian survivors are just going to be cannon fodder. Well, yeah, we saw that. Well, we kind of figured that too with uh, the Amazonians in um, in um, Justice League when they had them on in, in those scenes in like the lot of the previews and stuff. Like, oh man, they're fighting with Themyscira uh, with Steppenwolf. Yeah, a few of them are going to die. <laughs> And it's exactly yeah, what happened. But we, we never really got to know enough of them to care. Like, That's we true. know Okoye now, we know Nakia, like, 
it would bother us to see like Shuri, like there's certain people who would die and we'd be like, oh, that's sad. Like yeah. the Amazons, there's blonde queen lady. <laughs> it's like there's Hippolyta and then there's Hippolyta's sister lover woman. <laughs> and then there's the black one who yes. also was in Black Panther. <laughs> yes, exactly. Uh, Denagaray, I think. No, no, that's not who played both. Um, but there was one of the Dormilaje was also an Amazon, and you know yep. she holds that distinction. Um, so, I mean, it's pretty cool though to, 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 that uh, we've gotten to this point where uh, white boys are mad that uh, there's women Jedi in Star Wars, and that uh, you know that there's a Black Panther, not a White Panther, and that there's so much diversity on film that people are actually going to pay attention to take notice and make more movies uh you know with you know just different varied characters that are not just white men you know um it'll be interesting to see the lesson that hollywood learns from this because they're probably going to take the wrong thing away from it yeah. <laughs> you know Literally, like there, should they, be, there should be more women in movies and there'll be a lot of white women in movies and you know and the, the one black friend the tiffany haddish and then that's going to be it and, or we'll get like the Static Shock movie from Warner Brothers. Oh gosh, Warner Brothers is so far. Their heads are so far up their asses. It's been that way for so long now. It, like, like, like Warner Brothers had the luxury that Marvel Studios has. They had that luxury for years, years. Yeah, yeah. Well, we got Supergirl, Steel, fucking. God, so, there's so many times they just got it wrong. Yeah. They just need they need a Kevin Feige. Like there's a part of me that hopes he gets bored after like phase four and uh-huh. then just goes over to Warner Brothers. Yeah. But even that's an uphill battle because you know you, you, there's so much you gotta fix. I mean, yeah, they got years and years of lore, but how do you I mean every every few weeks we get another rumor of another Joker movie or another, you know, standalone DC Comics movies and the, the, the fine print or the su- subtitle is this will not be in any way connected to any of the other DC movies so don't even ask yeah pretty much it's like why, why are you giving us that hope that why are you making a Harley Quinn movie or a Catwoman movie uh, or, or a Joker origin story which no one asked for right yeah, yeah uh, they just I don't know I don't know what could save them it, it seemed like Snyder had too much influence and they realized that which is why it came out that like he was fired instead of like he got to resign gracefully you know but mm. and then today we find out Whedon's off Batgirl but I thought that happened months ago anyway so that didn't seem like news to me <laughs> yeah well that's the other thing they do is uh, they hired the big names um, but they don't really have the follow through and you know, again, uh, Kevin Feige is a big thing now because Kevin Feige was back when we were, all we had was Agents of Shield and you know the the second uh, Captain America movie or the third Iron Man movie. That's like you know the, he was making it all connect, and we were like, it's all connected. You know, I, I remember being at that awesome con and thinking, or uh, being at the New York Comic Con and thinking, how are they going to connect all this? Right. movies and TV and stuff, and when they actually started doing it, it was like, holy crap, they're actually doing this. You know? Yeah, and, they pulled it off. Yeah, yeah. So now it's like a decade of Marvel Cinematic Universe and, you know, just all kinds of great stuff happening, and there's things you forget that, like, I don't think Black Panther, as phenomenal as it was and as many records as it's broken, I don't consider it an anomaly because every Marvel movie going forward is going to keep smashing records. Ant-Man and the Wasp might smash records. 
I think Captain Marvel will smash records. I don't think Ant-Man and the Wasp. Mainly because Ant-Man... Ant-Man is the Fox movie of the MCU. Like, it's a good, like, it's an entertaining movie, but quality-wise, it's like a really good Fox movie. Okay. It just has the luxury of being in the MCU. Mm-hmm. Well, there's that, but there's also that comedic element uh, that the first one had, um, you know, that, that could catch on still, and, you know, and the team-up aspect and the the fact that the, the, the Wasp, he's kind of co-leading it with her. Um, but it's not even that. It's just the fact that these Marvel movies are like, you know, it, it's 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 a license to print money. You know, they're they're proven to be entertaining. Uh, they're rarely disappointing. Uh, they seem to have gotten like, they they seem to hit on all the uh, cylinders and everything. I mean, Black Panther was phenomenal. That's probably like the first superhero movie that should be nominated for Best Picture. Uh, and but it's kind of like bad timing because they just had the Oscars or whatever, and they have to like really kind of like waited out until they haven't had them yet oh yeah they didn't have them yet but But they're not eligible too early because if they wanted serious consideration they'd want like a december opening so like it's fresh in people's mind yeah it would be eligible now for an oscar it it would be like it would have because don't the oscars run based on the year yeah it would be next year's yeah so like we're still waiting to see if get out wins this year yeah get out was early last year you know the same thing yeah, you know, so if Get Out wins, then yeah, you know, but but still, it's like, but it, it I would say unless there's some like Daniel Day Lewis movie, and I think he's retiring from acting this coming year, or he has already, um, or, or some some French English shit. There's always some English shit that's gonna be like nominated, unless something's gonna knock it out the box in that coming year. I would say Black Panther has a a strong possibility of being nominated for Best Picture. Except for that, that one guy, uh, that that one reviewer that uh, tried to give it a bad review because there wasn't enough kick, you know, T'Challa beating up people. Right, right. His I, I do feel like that might be the thing that, like, was missing for me. And I was talking to some coworkers about it where it's like, the cast is so good that, like, T'Challa is almost one of the least interesting people in the movie. Yeah. I would say... I mean, he showed his, he was able to have his moments and like really, he didn't lead the movie per se, but he did, you know, like he didn't have to like flex his acting muscle or even like, you know, have that may have the amount of scenes that, but I would, I think he had like sufficient action. I don't feel like he was shortchanged or anything like that. Right. No, there was was definitely enough action. I just kind of, I don't know. I wish he had shined more. Amongst yeah. his co-star, yeah, I mean, performance-wise, maybe, but I don't think that's a fault of the writing. I mean, you do want to kind of show the world of Black Panther and the world of Wakanda, so to speak, um, and and the supporting characters around him. But you know, that's what made this movie so good too. Is the supporting characters were just supporting characters, like they were part of, like you know how people talk about uh, the Dark Knight was really the star of the those Batman movies was Gotham City and shit like that. That's kind of how this book. Black Panther was. It's like, yeah, it's Black Panther, but it's Wakanda. It's the civilization. It's the whole like ecosystem and like the the royalty and the, and and then just the world you're in. It's kind of like how Lord of the Rings is more than just Frodo. It's like all the other things, you know, the different realms and the parts of the possibilities. I would see sequels of this, even if you know, particularly if a lot of it's based in Wakanda. You know, if there's still Wakanda after 
you know, Infinity War. And what would be interesting now is if they got the rights to Namor in Atlantis, then you can have that war happen because you can build the Atlanteans and everything, and that would be an epic, like, movie down the line, too. Right. But I think that's universal. That's not so much Fox. I don't know. Gotta look at the yeah, score. that's card. a universal thing. Yeah. Bastards. Everyone's owning stuff they shouldn't. You know, just come, come off it, come up off it. Let Marvel get the wheels and uh, let them, let them ride, let them drive, because they got the vibranium. So we got vibranium on this show. Um, last thing, uh, people were doing the absolute most for this movie, Black Panther. I mean, I don't know if they were yeah. doing anything for Star Wars. Um, yeah, people were sneaking in food. People were dressing up in shirts. I had my Black Panther shirt on, uh, like literally. A Black Panther shirt, like the motherfucking actual Black Panther. Um, people have Black Panther T-shirts. They have Black Panther parody shirts. They had. They was dressing up like Storm. They was dressing. They was cosplaying. They was wearing dashikis. They was dressing like Huey Newton and Eldridge Cleveland, actual Black Panthers. And it was fun. Um, they had the guy dressed up like the Prince Akeem. <laughs> yep. And uh, you know, and, and King Jaffe Jafur from Coming to America, so they had all these different like variations of stuff, and that was, a lot of it was fun. And then it got annoying. Um, not so much the costumes or what their people were wearing, but just uh, I mean, you know, people get too loud and stuff. It's like, okay, I understand your hot takes and stuff, but you're not getting ridiculous. Right, and then the right. whole thing of, um, so um, what's going to happen when Wakanda and Zamunda um, when they have that war in the next movie? Like, yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> You know that shit ain't real, right? You you, you can relax now. Right, um, right. Yeah, so I just had so much fun with it because I was for I mean I didn't see it till that month that holiday Monday. So it's like I try to stay off social media and not have stuff. I don't worry about spoilers, but you know it's like you don't want to see too much chatter about it. Uh, but it was kind of like a it was it was just comedic. It was just so funny to me. Like oh my gosh, everyone was just acting an ass over this movie over a comic that no one read. Right don't, right. don't tell me. Don't tell me Rebecca Panther. I know you didn't. I mean, I'm not saying like I did. I just know a lot of people that were acting so foolish about this. Were they? They never flipped a page in their life, and maybe they will read it. You know, God bless them. But that's why I wanted to call this episode Wakanda Comedy Jam because I was just laughing so hard at just like the jokes and just how funny everything was. You can tell the bandwagoners. It's the same way, like, I have a question I ask. Like, people hate gatekeepers, and I understand that because, like, there's this hashtag right now on Twitter that I despise that is, do you even comic book? Because I feel <laughs> like it is, it's very condescending, and it's brash, and it's like, yeah. I've heard they're a welcoming community, but it doesn't sound like it, even though it is, like, kind of tongue-in-cheek. They just kind of yeah. seem like assholes. And, like, it's the same kind of like it's gatekeeper mentality. And I yeah. have that just so I can gauge how I talk to somebody. So like if they're like, oh, I like comic books. It's like, oh, do you? So who killed Batman's parents? And if they tell me it was the Joker, then we have nothing to talk about. And it's yeah. the same kind of thing here. Like you could tell the people like, oh, maybe they'll show when he marries Storm. It's like, well, <laughs> there's so many problems with that right there. <laughs> like, yeah, well, that was, yeah, that was, man, you did. But, yeah. But the thing is, you know, it's like you said, it's like, okay, well, there's, there's, there's a, there's gatekeeping, or there's like, you know, there's, there's a position you feel that 
you need to have to basically help people along. But if you're not helping anybody, it's like you're just being an asshole. And, you know, we don't need that many assholes out here. But even so, it's not even the gatekeeping that's the problem for me. It's like, it's the people that take it too damn far or, or, or take it, they take it too far to the left and they want to know, um, uh, our good friend Rod has, uh, you know, he, he's parried this to the, to the, to the nines where it's like, if everyone that was supporting black Panther had put money in black banks, we we could buy all the vibranium, like, right, <laughs> like the yeah, fake right. woke shit. And I'm like, that is ridiculous, but there are people on Facebook actually post, posting shit like that for real. Oh, you know, yeah, like they say, Twitter. Yes, but like yeah. I was telling Tim about this. Like I changed my stance on the movie, like as the release date got closer, because like I wasn't gonna see it in the theater. Like yeah. I, I just wasn't. Like like when you were saying people were doing the most, I felt between the combination of the potential of President Oprah. And the fact that this movie was coming, a lot of us got really out of pocket. Yeah, <laughs> like we got real uppity, and that's the kind of thing where people want retribution. And uh-huh. I thought for sure something was going to happen. Like, unfortunately, yeah. it turned out to be like the whole Florida thing instead. But uh-huh. like, I thought something was going to happen based around like this movie's release, and I was like. I got a family. I don't want to die over some movie. So <laughs> I compromised and I saw it in Frederick because I was like, they ain't going to kill their own people. So, yeah. like, there you go. There you go. Go see an Elmo Draft House or something. Uh, I don't know. I mean, I had a good time where I saw it. You know, and uh, I mean, I got a lot of comments on my shirt. Uh, someone actually called me Chadwick. No, I'm just playing. They didn't. But, <laughs> but you know, it was like, just to go and have a good time, and I, I didn't take things too seriously. And I, what I, I focused on the movie, I didn't focus too much on, you know, what was being said or the people, or whatever. Because at the end of the day, it's a Marvel movie. You're gonna see it. You're gonna you're gonna enjoy it. You're gonna watch it on Blu-ray when it comes out. You're gonna watch it on FX when they air it. You know, years from now or on Netflix, and you're gonna you're gonna watch it again before you go see the next one in theaters. You know, very soon and keep giving them your money. Disney's just basically going to keep growing uh, stronger and stronger, and uh, but at least they'll entertain us and get their money's worth out of it, So, or get our money's worth, so yeah, I mean, enjoy it. It's, I mean, it was, a, it was a quite a moment because, I mean, I had people that I knew didn't give a damn about comics and they were talking about going to see this movie. Like, you know, co-workers were like, oh, I'm going to see Black Panther. Girl, you know I'm going to see Black Panther? Like, like Really? Ethel, you going to see Black Panther? I didn't know that. Oh, yeah, my cousin got invited, and she thought it was a movie about the Black Panther Party. And uh-huh. I had to tell her, like, no, it's a comic book movie. Uh-huh. And she was like, really? But yeah. she saw it anyway, and she enjoyed it. You know? yeah. So, yeah, I came out of there. I was doing this. I was doing the whole, the, 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 the dap and the shake and the what's Wakanda forever and everything. And, I mean, to this, to this point, it's like a point of pride where you can actually, you know, share something with somebody and like say, "Look, we saw this together. Bet it was a good time." Right. So that's the that's the positive I get out of it, and I think a lot of people got that out of it. And I mean, the idiots are going to be idiots. They got idiot, and it's, that's all it is. Uh, but that doesn't take away from the fact that this movie had a banging ass soundtrack, a great score, great actors, um, great plot, great moments. You know, and like you, you at the end of it all. You know, we got a Marvel movie that had a lot of black people in it, like which is like unheard of. 
when you think about oh when marvel started making movies and we did comic book movies and stuff so people like yo blade was the first black superhero yeah blade was a good movie but it's nowhere to the magnitude of this and we're not going to go give this whole history lesson of how blade could walk so black panther could run or any of that bullshit yeah, you keep your stupid i've name, seen that meme. You know? People don't even realize that Blade has never had a comic that lasted more than 13 issues. Like, he was a fluke of a character. He didn't even have his own comic when the movie came out. It was like the the most he had was uh, Ghost Rider Rise of the Midnight Suns. (laughs) He he was a guest. He was a guest in comics. You know, he didn't have his own book. You know, I mean, and then they tried to do it, and, you know, that didn't work out. So, no, I mean, unless they bring back Wesley Snipes with Sticky Fingers, you know, you're not going to see Blade again. <laughs> sticky Fingers. I remember that that show is kind of like, it's amazing in that the premiere was the highest rated premiere in the history of basic cable, but it still ended up getting canceled for low ratings. <laughs> uh-huh. Well, they figured out why. They were like, people, people tuned in thinking, okay, how much different is this going to be than the movie? And then they realize how much different it's going to be than the movie. Right. Uh, yeah. Sticky fingers. My gosh. <laughs> anyway. So, yeah, this uh, closes out the classic team up special episode, the, the annual. Uh, we might be back. We might not. I don't know. Um, <laughs> a little bit of feedback to decide. So, if you want to, uh, just uh, send us an email or tweet at Hashtag classic team up. You know how to spell it. And uh, you can at me at classic underscore AED. Um, if you at me enough, I might tell you what the AED stands for. It's new shit. I like it. Yeah, I was wondering, and what, of course, what does that stand for? I'm not going to tell you. I just told these people to at me. I'm the, I'll tell you off here. <laughs> After erectile dysfunction. Holy shit. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going you, you to mail you a prize. You got that yeah. treatment? That treatment. Yeah. I got That's why I need that vibranium. <laughs> I just told somebody it means you can all, you can all eat a dick, but that's really a terrible thing to put, you know, and it, it, it takes the uh in front of dick and doesn't use that as part of the, I hate when they have like those acronyms and they put extra like what words in there. Right, right. Yeah, it's like, like, you know. like chips. <laughs> like, because California Highway Patrol, that should really just be CHP. But it's the pronunciation. The I in there. It's like, a, <laughs> so, it's like someone's pronouncing a vanity plate. That's what they're doing. Right. Yeah. That's, that's one of my gripes right there is when people have vanity plates that are inside jokes. Like, don't nobody know what the fuck that means. Like, if it's yeah. a common word or something, go with it. But if it's mm. something that your grandkids call you, don't make me have to figure that out at a red light. Yeah. I mean, I, I know your name is Mr. Bates or Mr. Bate, but, you know, you're pretty much saying masturbate when right, you put right. it on your vanity uh, plates. And that's all I'm going to see is that you masturbate and that that's your license plate. So please, you know, just don't masturbate on your plate. And, <laughs> on your plates. And, and, and let's end on that note. Um, so for William Bruce West, they can find you at William Bruce West. Uh, William B. West on Twitter, is that correct? Yep, William B. West on Twitter, WilliamBruceWest.com on the internet. Yeah, you'll be posting every Friday, West Week Ever. This is what I show up for every Friday to read what you think of everything in pop culture. Oh, shit, it's Thursday, isn't it? I better start writing that. (laughs) 
Well, you pretty much wrote some of it. Where you giving your thoughts on Black Panther today, so that's why I'm catching you now. Because by the time people hear this, they're gonna be like, "I gotta hear what he wrote on West Week ever, man." And I'm sure there's some Power Ranger shit happened this week and some other things. So, dude, so much Power Ranger stuff happened this week. It's crazy. <laughs> I will have to save that for next episode. Then <laughs> so much. I'm gonna it's lose crazy. It. I'm gonna Lindsay Buckingham your Power Rangers fanboyism right now. <laughs> we, we're out of time. It's amazing you mentioned that because this was a crazy ass Power Ranger week. But yeah, it'll all be there. <laughs> yeah, let's say. And uh, you can look for William Bruce West and I uh, sometime down the line. We might do an awesome con together. We might go to Universal Fan Con. Just go to the cons. You might see us. And if you don't, just tap a random black eye. And if it's us, we'll say hi. If it's not, just say, hey, I thought you were classic. Or William Bruce West. So they can be insulted and they'll come after us later on. (laughs) If it's not us, then duck. (laughs) I am so tired of being mistaken for you. (laughs) Who is this classic I keep hearing about? I know. Is he Wakanda? Does he have the vibranium? (laughs) So until next time, folks, you uh, stay classy. Class, that's not the, that's not the phrase. That's not the sign off. Until next time, my week, a week, mini bomb, and peace out. Super Team